You're listening to the Midlife Mastery Podcast. My name is Peter Fritz, and this show is all about mastering your time, your money, and the best time of your life, your midlife. Okay, welcome back to the Midlife Mastery Podcast. Um, this week is uh, going to be a quick and dirty session, um, and it's going to be raw. I'm going to try not to edit any of this because uh, it's a bit of crap going on over the last week or so, and uh, I'd just uh, rather get this out there and get it published, and <laughs> and um, hopefully you'll appreciate the um, the straightforwardness of it. So. Um, uh, something happened a few days ago, which um, I can't tell you much about yet, but uh, it was kind of a punch in the face, really. Something that was quite unexpected and um, involved um, a an unpleasant surprise from somebody that I've known for probably 18 years. Uh, yeah, I guess it'd be about 18 years. So um, <clears throat> what I wanted to talk about this week was um, overcoming setbacks when <laughs> life punches you in the face. Um, you'll find the uh, accompanying blog post for this episode over at midlifetribe.com forward slash, and I'm scrambling madly to find uh, which episode it's going to be. It's going to be forward slash 28. Um, so we're up to the 28th episode, which is uh, pretty damn cool. Um, it's been an interesting ride so far developing this podcast and I've got to say I'm enjoying it and I'm even kind of toying with the idea at the moment of um, moving into video as well Uh, but there's only so many hours in the day and uh, I'm already working a crazy 12 to 14 hours um, which kind of goes against the grain of um, what I'm aiming for and what I teach Um, but for the most part I have pretty much complete control over my schedule so a lot of that really is a choice and if you're like me where you're still working for other people um, but wanting to eventually break out of that and be completely self-sufficient doing your own thing doing something that you love then there's really no shortcut you're going to have to do both for a while Um, unless you've got a nice stash of money or another source of income from somebody else who's uh, keeping you in gluten-free biscuits then you're going to have to do your normal gig and you're going to have to squeeze in time in the early mornings or late evenings or weekends to to do your side thing. So that's just the situation that I'm in at the moment. But um, I want to kick off with um, a statement which kind of sums up one of the first and most serious punches in the face I got quite a few years ago. Um, About 15 years ago, I used to own three townhouses and uh, sorry three houses and two apartments and the combined value is probably about 2.2 to 2.5 million dollars um, today they'd be worth about eight million dollars I'm estimating based on what the Melbourne property market has done um, but I lost all of them and uh, before that uh, well during that period I also lived in a rather nice house in a good suburb with my wife and two beautiful girls we had a nice backyard we had a swimming pool we had a lovely kitchen which was strangely enough handcrafted by an incredibly talented heroin addict he worked for uh, my wife's cousin and uh, I think he was on heroin pretty much all day long but the level of craftsmanship this guy was capable of was just otherworldly um, I don't know if it was um, uh, aided by the heroin addiction or where whether it was in spite of it but uh it was quite incredible. But anyway, that's a, that's a small thing. Back then, you know, for the most part, life seemed pretty good, at least for a while anyway, until things started falling apart. And uh, when all of it fell apart, I lost 
everything that remained and I wound up with no assets and 140 grand's worth of debt. And I've written about that before on the Midlife Tribe website. So you should be able to find uh, plenty of content about that. Um, after years of struggle and depression, I managed to drag myself back to some level of stability and happiness. Um, I remarried. I had another kid. Uh, I found love, life and purpose again. And really, life um, became wonderful. And it is wonderful. Um, really, this is where I am today. Everything is back in order. And I really am grateful for everything I have. Things could have been so much worse. And uh, again, I've written about this on the Midlife Tribe website. So um, you'll find plenty of evidence to suggest that uh, I'm in many ways lucky to be alive even. But a few days ago, I received a big punch in the face, and again, those old feelings resurfaced. Now, this situation isn't as life-threatening this time around, but I've got to say it's just as unsettling. It's that nausea that you feel when you're hovering over a toilet bowl. So I found myself questioning things again. I started asking questions like, uh, you know, where did I screw up? Did I screw up? And how could could I have allowed someone that I've known for so long to do what they've done. Now, I know I haven't explained exactly what's happened, and I really can't just yet. It wouldn't be the right thing to do because everything's still in play. But years ago, my mother was let go from a legal firm. Her boss decided that there just wasn't enough work for her. But a month later, she went back to uh, collect one of her belongings that she'd left behind and discovered that a younger model was sitting in her place. All he'd done was replaced my middle-aged mother with, uh, with a sexy young receptionist who'd taken over. Now, that's not what's actually happened to me, but I've got to tell you, it sure feels like it. So I'm faced with the challenge of redirecting my focus somewhat and putting out a fire that I never anticipated. And I'm sure you've been here too. Life tends to be what happens when we're making other plans, and this is a perfect case in point. Luckily for me, I've got a couple of really good friends and mentors, and I have a supportive wife who believes in me and and, um, and knows that I'll pull through this. <clears throat> so I shouldn't complain. Instead, what I should do is tell you how I'm dealing with it, and that's what I'm going to do. So first, I gave myself a couple of days to absorb the news. I didn't bitch and moan about it to a dozen people, and I haven't even told my parents yet. I don't see any reason to make them worry. Um, But there is a tendency, especially with us type A personalities, to try and fix everything as soon as we can. And the reality is that there is just no better elixir sometimes than time, just letting time pass, let things sink in, let your emotions settle down. And over a period of a few days, usually some of the rough edges get knocked off and you start to see a glimmer of hope. Um, You see other ways through this. So the first thing was I I didn't complain about it to a whole bunch of people. I just let it sit for a while. Uh, The second thing was I shared my news uh, or my situation with just a couple of close friends. And I didn't choose friends who would, you know, pat me on the back and say, oh, you poor thing, that's terrible. I spoke to those friends of mine who offer intelligent and constructive support. And frankly, they've been brilliant. Because I don't really need sympathy. What I need is empathy and ideas. I need people who understand the situation, uh, preferably people who've been through similar challenges and a couple of insights into what might transpire in the weeks and months ahead. And the third thing I did was I wrote down everything that I could think of about this situation just to get it out of my head and stop that circular thinking that's so typical in these situations. I find that um, whenever I faced a really challenging situation, one of the very best things I can do 
is to just write everything down and just start to bring some order to my thoughts because the trouble is you can only juggle so many things in your head at once. And because we tend to, well, I, I see it this way, there are real problems and there are imaginary problems. And the trouble with imaginary problems is we typically tend to imagine the worst and very rarely does the worst thing happen. So by getting things out on paper and starting to think about it, okay, what am I actually going to do about this? What are my options? It takes a lot of the pressure off. And instead of dulling my senses with alcohol, like I did after my divorce and leading up to my divorce, I'm taking a much more proactive approach. I've planned my responses and I've set countermeasures in place. And I've crafted a list of things that I can do to mitigate the impact. And I've laid out some alternative paths to follow. So straight away, I feel a lot less stressed about it or overwhelmed about it. You know, I've already got some concrete ideas about how to deal with this if the worst happens. Um, And, you know, this has also been a good opportunity to think more about how I'd like my life to look with this new paradigm. Uh, One of my friends said to me, this could be the silver lining that you've been waiting for. And he's right. He's absolutely right. So I guess all I want to say to you is don't think that uh, I'm immune from this kind of crap. Um, None of us are. I mightn't be a millionaire anymore, at least not for now, but the good thing is I have my family, I've got some very good friends, and I've got enough intellect to carry on, to, to work this out and work through it. And I've just got this niggling feeling that this might be exactly the challenge that I needed to level up my game. So more than ever, I maintain, despite this temporary speed hump, that this really is the best time in history to face this kind of problem. 20 years ago, this would have been far, far worse. So now I'm curious to know from you, have you ever faced a major setback recently? And if you have, I'd really love to hear about it. If uh, you happen to read the blog post that goes along with this podcast episode over at midlifetribe.com slash 28, just leave a comment um, down at the end of the, uh, the blog post. I'd love to hear what you've had to deal with recently and how you dealt with it. And as always, I appreciate you being here. Um, I might not hear from you directly, but you're here and you're listening, or if you're reading the blog post, you're there reading it. So I appreciate that. Thank you. Until next week. I look forward to talking to you then. Hopefully you enjoy the rest of your week. I'm sure things are going to work out better for me very soon. Um, I look forward to talking to you then. Bye-bye.